Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Acala. What are we talking about today? Uh, the worst movie we've had to talk about on the show. Fucking actual garbage. Dump- the dumpster fire that is Spider-Man 2. So, obviously, <laughs> this film was a huge disappointment. No, of course, Spider-Man <laughs> 2 is an absolute wonderful film. It's been my favorite comic book movie pretty much forever and it's the movie i've seen more times than any other movie and because of that fact i didn't rewatch it for this podcast because gabe is a bad host that's me <laughs> that's me i'm just unreliable i've i've seen this movie a couple hundred times at this point i don't think i really need to watch i just watched it a few months back i think i can go off memory for this one i don't think my opinion will have changed in the past couple months this is of course Directed by Sam Raimi, who directed the first Spider-Man. People know him from the Evil Dead movies and Drag Me to Hell and all that fun stuff. This was released on June 30th. Whoa, that's not how you talk. 40th. 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 This was released June 30th of 2004 with a budget of 200 million. So that's a bigger budget than the first one, but box office was 783.8 million. It's a little less than the first one made, actually, but it's still not a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the third movie might have been the highest grossing movie for a long time. Or it's I the know. One that nobody liked. I guess so, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, you're not going to not see it. I would. I think when I hear people don't like movies, I'd rather go to that. <laughs> That's more interesting. This was screenplay was written by Al- Alvin Sargent. He also wrote Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man. He co-wrote those movies. This wasn't all him, but this one was. But the story was by Alfred Goh and Miles Miller. The weird thing about them is I went to both of their IMDb pages they have exactly the same movies credited, and I feel like they're the same fucking person. They might be. Because they have, like... All the seasons of Smallville, Mummy, the Mummy Three, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, and I Am Number Four. <laughs> but they wrote it with Michael Cham or Michael Chabon. He did John Carter and he did some other stuff that I can't remember. Pretty much anything I can say about it has definitely been said. Like oh, a of course, times. all this is going to be repetition. It's just such a good movie. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's fucking. It's the perfect uh, Spider-Man movie. It's the perfect Spider-Man movie. <laughs> And it is still my favorite comic book movie ever made because it's just, especially looking at the characterization of Peter Parker in this movie, it does it all so fucking well. I think it does every character well. Yeah, it really does. Except Maybe except for Harry. <laughs> and John Jameson, who that is <laughs> kind of a nothing character, but he, he does what he needs to. I think people get hung up on that. They're like, oh, it's a nothing character, but... I mean, I think that's it kind is, of the but point. Yeah, he doesn't need to be. I mean, if you want John Jameson in the comics, he becomes Nightwolf or something. Like, he just becomes a werewolf supervillain, and we don't I really need became... that. Oh, no, that's in an alternate universe. Never mind. What? He becomes Venom yeah, or something. Yeah, I think he brings, because he's an astronaut, I think he brings the symbiote yeah. down in, in a lot of a lot of versions of that story. I know he does in the 90s cartoon, because that's the one that sticks out in my mind the most. More than the fucking comic even does. So what's the plot of Spider-Man 2? What are what are we dealing with here? Octopus Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, they punch. Peter Parker dealing with Mary Jane a lot of the movie. You know, losing his powers. And... Yeah, did they why did that happen? Did they ever explain that? Uh, it's I I think it's like it's more metaphorical almost. It's like a I I know that there's like a actual explanation that's like oh the he's depressed and so the genes are being repressed or whatever that the spider genes but i'm glad they don't it doesn't need to be addressed in the movie it works (laughs) as like a thematic element 
But this is, of course, Tobey Maguire's back, which he wasn't going to be back because of his back. Because he had, like, back problems, and so they were going to get Jake Gyllenhaal. A lot of people don't think he actually had back problems, but he was just trying to get more money. It's, it's a sequel move. And so they're like, fuck you, alright, we'll get Jake Gyllenhaal. And then, of course, like 15 years later, Jake Gyllenhaal's fighting Spider-Man. You don't want any part of this. I guess the plot is just Spider-Man, he loses his powers. There's a couple different plots. There is, honest. there's a lot of stuff going on. There's an... There's an entangling web, you could call it, if you were an asshole. All right, this episode's <laughs> You over. wanted to be, yeah, there it is, uh, there it was, that's what we <laughs> I mean, if we really wanted to, since the entire movie's really good, we could do, like, the old format for an episode. Oh my, okay. The entire plot, because all of it is good. Okay, okay, we can do that, I guess. Until we, we stop doing it and lose yeah, the structure. Yeah, until we go super off topic. We always do, yeah, start talking <laughs> about fucking... Okay, let's just, let's start at the start. So it actually starts... Pizza time. Pizza time, yes, exactly, but... Even before pizza time, we get the sweet Alex Ross art, which Alex Ross, my favorite comic book artist of all time. The touch of him recapping the movie with his style, because his style is like very photorealistic. What he usually does is he'll get people to pose, but and then he'll like paint it pretty much, and so it makes comic books look like fucking biblical works of art. Like he did Marvels, which is really good. He did Kingdom Come for DC, which is one of the best Elseworld stories, and. It's so great that they were like, Alex Ross can start this fucking movie, because you get your sweet little recap of the first one. And then have Tobey Maguire talk over it. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man, given a job to do. Back then, also just because I'm looking at right now, Roger Ebert, who's the most famous critic to ever live. Spider-Man 2 opens next Wednesday, or actually Tuesday at midnight, and I think it may be the best superhero movie I have ever seen. And I still think, I don't know if he changed his opinion on that later in life, he probably did, but I still... I think that's true for me at least i think it's still my it's favorite. at least in the top three yeah definitely i would say for me top three are probably like and i don't want to solidify this because i'm sure my opinion will like change the, by the end of the show but so far i'd say probably it's sp- the list for today It'll for today tomorrow. i feel like usually <laughs> i tell people spider-man to logan and the avengers just because those are all the aspects of comic book movies that you want you want your like dark character study in logan you want your amazing epic team up against the aliens with all the fucking superheroes and avengers and then you want a character study that's (laughs) still super lighthearted because it this movie does peter parker's character better like most people prefer tom holland and i probably do as peter parker as well but peter parker is at his best in this because everything around him is failing terrible (laughs) yeah it's like the city is failing him and all of his all the people in his life are and he's having these every relationship he has in this movie falls apart pretty much except with mj at the end but throughout he's like i'm too busy to be with anybody a lot of people talk about how in these spider-man movies it's always the villain's always just a guy he knows and then science fucks him up and then he's oh he's evil he's after spider-man for some reason but in this it works because it's the relationship he has with Doc Ock is just a more catastrophic version of the one he has with everything, everybody else in this movie. In this, he barely knows Doc Ock anyway. They had, yeah. like, one conversation. But I still really like that. Like, like at the end, which I guess, we, yeah, we're just jumping to the end, but at the end when they f- or when he finds out that is Peter Parker, there's still enough emotion there since they did know each other that it's like, oh, that, re- that sucks. <laughs> that sucks <laughs> that we have to watch this happened because i really enjoy that scene even though if it's a bit goofy the oh brilliant but lazy and are you sure you could stabilize the fusion reaction peter what have we been talking about for the last hour and a half joe's pizza which is hey he stole that guy's pizza <laughs> yeah and that's uh 
the Chappelle Show guy. What's his name? Okay, so it's Don, it's Donnell Rawlings from the Chappelle Show. I think he was. I think he did stuff in skits, but I know he was the announcer on that show. So that's a fun little cameo. Of course, you get your Bruce Campbell cameo because he's Ash Williams. So Sam Raimi's got to throw him in everything. Uh, Miss Watson, she's a friend of mine. She asked me to come, but not to come late. Uh, he's the, the snooty theater usher who won't let Peter into CMJ's play because he's got to see the play. You can't, you can't, you can't go in the, in the play after the doors have been closed for some reason, but <laughs> it ruins the immersion. <laughs> he's so good in that scene because I love that he's like, oh, you might want to fix your tie. Oh, your shoe's untied. Oh yeah. What are you doing here? Because <laughs> it's like, that's an extra layer of him being an asshole. Like he, he's fixing him up before he just fucking sends him away. I love it. Because he knows what he's what's going to happen. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, every time. <laughs> yeah, so Joe's Pizza, that's probably better known for being in the video game than it is in the it movie. It definitely is for the song. And I did play a little bit of the video game, I went because I've played a fuck ton of that game over the course of my life, but it's been a little while, so I did play it. How is it? It's It's still very impressive, but it's not... Good. quite as fun now because i like i really prefer from ps2 era ultimate spider-man is the way to go if you're looking for a fun spider-man game to play it's just got the swinging down it's got the humor down and it doesn't have toby mcguire's voice acting which i lost my purse on one of the rooftops around on here. a different rooftop yes different from this one yes are you serious are you taking some kind of tour of city rooftops yes okay whatever i'll find your purse for you Peter Parker, he's losing his job, which it's always kind of bugged me as a just a tiny thing when he's like, oh, it's busy, and he pushes the mask into his coat. It's like, all right. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, we know. And how did he not see the Spider-Man mask sticking out of his pocket? Parker, you're a nice guy, but you're, <laughs> but you're just an asshole. And I think Joe's Pizza, that's a real pizza place, and that phone number is a real phone number. But I think the address he gives him is actually where the Sanctum Sectorum is, where Doctor Strange hangs out. They also make another Doctor Strange Exactly. Reference. What are we gonna call this guy? Uh, uh, Doctor Octopus. That's crap. Uh, uh, Science Squid? Crap. Doctor Strange. That's pretty good. But it's taken. And you get more J. Jonah Jameson in this movie, and he does the Great. best laugh best. in the world. Could you pay me in advance? Are you serious? If we're talking about the great extras in these movies, this one has all my favorites. Because the first one, you have the like the summary of, oh, you know, I saw him building a nest in the Central Park Fountain or whatever. But this one, you have... Hey, you guys. No plane in the streets. Yes, Mr. Spider-Man. See ya. Oh, he stole that guy's pizza. Fucking go, Spidey, go. <laughs> and you have you have the guy who's like, Spider-Man leaves the box of pizzas on a roof so he can go... <laughs> takes the slice. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and then he webs the slice, and I guess he put the fucking slice back in that box, and that's, that's disgusting. And you have, don't play in streets. Thank you, Mr. Spider-Man. Like, there's just interaction after interaction that seems so veggies. good. You know, eat your green vegetables. That's what my mom is always saying. I just never actually believed her. Oh, he's no older than my son, which is... Uh, is your son 35? Yeah, exactly, right? Was, yeah, it doesn't... That's a weird line. You could just say it's no... I think I heard people say that it should be, oh, he's no older than my friend Greg. Or like, because it's like, <laughs> he, that guy and Spider-Man are about the same age. 
I do like the scene, minus the weird religious imagery, I like the scene where on the train with all the passengers carrying him around, like, oh, careful, he's a hero. <laughs> and that scene's, of course, replicated in Into the Spider-Verse, you get that, you get a similar scene in Spider-Man Homecoming where he's keeping the boat together. That became very iconic the second that scene came out, because that's... Uh, the entire that's a movie great one. did. That's a great <laughs> scene, yeah. Have you seen the... It was like the MTV Movie Awards, I think, for the first one, where it's like Jack Black and maybe Anna Faris or someone. They have that parody of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's getting a tingling sensation in his arachnids. It's really bad. It's really bad, but it might be worth tracking down if you want really dated humor. Also, another thing that bugs me in that scene, which I know I keep saying this is my favorite superhero movie, but there's a lot of little things that's like, what the the fuck's going on here? (laughs) And it's just the bit that somehow... Spider-Man swung into the broom closet of this building without being seen and comes out as Peter Parker. Because I don't think there's a window in there. It wouldn't make sense for there to be a window in there. And if there was, that just means that Peter Parker's just crawled out of this room that he wasn't in. So that's that's really yeah. mysterious. But he delivers the pizzas wrong. <laughs> he delivers the pizza late because it's the, the 29 minute guarantee or whatever. Pizza time. And so he goes home. He goes to that party. <laughs> where everybody's is mad at him, I guess. <laughs> or at least where Aunt May has that freak out. I can't take that. Yes, you can. You can take this money from me. For God's sake, it's not much. Now take it. This whole movie, like every scene with Aunt May made me so sad. Because literally in every single scene, she's crying. I know. She's so sad in this and so good. And she's in so much of the movie. So it's just a sad old woman. It is. Except in, for like, half the when movie. she like kicks ass in that one scene. Yeah. Which, that's good that she gets a fucking set piece. Oh, something really weird about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bank scene. Oh, keep, here's your change. Yeah. Uh, what bank keeps fucking gold coins? Oh, in right. Sacks? What the fuck? I know. <laughs> why I think... is it co- like? Okay, even if it's not gold coins, why are they keeping? I think like, it's gold quarters? coins. Yeah. Like why are they just in keeping change in big bags? bags. In a vault? They might as well have fucking like money symbols on them, like a cartoon. I think they did. Yeah, probably <laughs> did. I don't know, so Doc Ock can throw him at Spider-Man. <laughs> but in that scene, you get fucking Joel McHale cameo. Yeah. At least we get the toaster. Actually, that's only with a deposit of uh, 300 or more. I think go talk about this chronologically might be a mistake. I think we should yeah, just talk about whatever. I, I mean, we were like, let's do this chronologically, and then immediately skip to the yep, end of the movie. Yep. Well, fuck so, it. Whatever. <laughs> that plan worked out real well. Let's just let's just talk about Doc Ock, because he's, he's the amazing. best Spider-Man yeah. villain we've ever had on screen, I think. In my opinion, I love Mysterio, and I love Vulture, and I love Green Goblin, too, but there's so many layers to this character. And he's just a badass. I remember having the, like, Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock toy, and it was such a cool toy. I think the one dumb thing is, like, the brain inhibitor or whatever, and it's literally oh, just the, a little yeah. light. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, I have this inhibitor chip. Is it unbreakable? It, no, no, it's very breakable. <laughs> the second anything it's happens, it'll explode. It's easily broken. Yeah, and it's immediately broken. Yeah, it's so easily broken despite the fact that he can create miniature suns. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's using tritium, which is a real thing, by the way. I never knew that until last night when I was doing some research, but tritium, that's like a real thing that exists. I wish that was a bullshit comic element. I mean, every every com- like every element 
tends to be bullshit when it's in a comic. Yeah, but it's real, I guess. I thought it was just some, like, MacGuffin thing, but nope, that's that's a real thing, I guess. He's basically making an unlimited power source. It's a mini-sun thing. It's being funded by Oscorp, so Harry knows Otto, so he can... Nobel Prize, Otto. Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. The entire point of this podcast is just so I understand the references you make. Oh, no, that's why we started (laughs) this. Yeah, I just just was waiting until we got into these movies, so you understand... 50 can move your asses, which uh, it's an incredible Hulk, we'll get to that. I just, I think Otto Octavius is so fucking good. In the comics, and I know my dad has a problem with this, because he has weird vendettas against these Spider-Man movies, I don't know if we talked about that before, he just doesn't like them, because they're not comic accurate or whatever, but like, I, I know, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I guess he wants Otto Octavius to be like he is in the comics, which is just this very, like, sneering, emotionless scientist man. When no. he in this he has a sense of humor. That, that's not an interesting character just in general. No, especially it, it works in a comic. It doesn't really work in a movie. In a movie, it's more fun to have him be human yeah, and to know. have him making bad jokes. Before we start, has anybody lost a large roll of twenty dollar bills in a rubber band? Because we found the rubber band. It's so great that he would just say that. Like, why <laughs> would you fucking say that at your thing? But he does, and I love him for it. <laughs> and that makes it even more tragic because. It's not like the first Spider- In fact, this is actually a great example of why I think Spider-Man 2 is better than Spider-Man 1. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but especially as far as villains go, just because Spider-Man, you have Norman Osborn, he goes crazy. Then at the end, he's like, oh, Peter, you know what? It's 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 not me. It's, I'm, let's make up for it. And then he just tries to immediately kill Spider-Man. In this, he's a normal guy. He goes crazy. But at the end, he's like, you know what? No, Spider-Man, I'm going to help you. I'm going to sacrifice myself to save the city yeah, he realizes that he's doing terrible things because he doesn't want to die a monster and it's wonderful dies. and then he <laughs> dies not a monster though he saved the city it's well, it's great it's a great character arc start good go really bad because your wife has been fucking murdered and you get and your and then brain gets good taken again. over by tentacles or something which the best and scariest scene in this movie the hospital scene. Yeah. It's the brutal murder of all of those. It's like, <laughs> out of place, but it's wonderful because it's literally just a scene from Evil Dead, pretty much. It's just like, oh, this could slot into one of those movies. All the Evil Dead movies, the Sam Raimi trademark is the, the vision that's like, usually in the Evil Dead movies, it'll be a dead eye running through the forest, but you never see what it is, but characters run from it, and this is the vision of the tentacles. That's a really cool way to work that in. Yet your weird body horror with the, the lady and her fingernails, I hate that. I can't watch that. I just It bugs me. It's really yeah, gross. Yeah, you can really tell that Sam Raimi usually does horror movies Absolutely. in that scene. Because <laughs> they just let him go loose. I don't think that was even supposed to be in the movie originally. I think that's like the first thing they shot to test the arms, and he's like, no, we're gonna put that in. That's gonna be good. <laughs> and you get a, like a chainsaw on that, of course, and the Evil Dead movies or in Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Ash, he's got a fucking chainsaw hand, so you get your little reference there. It's so good. It's all connected. I don't know how I feel about that scene. This is actually a weird precursor to Revenge of the Sith. You know how this scene ends. He throws his arms up after, because he's not killing everybody. His tentacles are killing everybody. And so he realizes what's happened and he he goes, no! (laughs) And of course, as soon as Anakin Skywalker, which Revenge of the Sith 2005, after this, which is <laughs> weird. After. Very odd, though. Oh, Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to be on Podcasters Assemble this week talking about Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I wasn't on it last week. I was so fucking busy. But I'm going to be on it this week, it looks like. So, glad I didn't forget that. But yeah, so in that, he realizes that Padme's been killed or whatever, and he's like, No! 
it's a lot more embarrassing in that than it is in this. And this, it works. This is a thing that was in like early two thousands or like mid two thousands movies. I can't really think of another example of a villain throwing up his arms after what he's done, going no. I think those are just two like very specific and very close together examples. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing that both of these did, and it's not like Disney owned Marvel at this point. It's just a yeah, it's a weird that was coincidence. Still really far off. <laughs> and this is Sony, and Star Wars is, was Fox, so it's like different, different, but interesting. It's very interesting. It's always because I definitely I actually don't know which I saw first, but I remember whenever I saw either the scene in this or the scene in Revenge of the Sith, I was like, that that's familiar. <laughs> like, Back to the Future too. There's something very familiar about all this. The tentacles, they're talking to him, which I enjoy the tentacles talking to him more than Norman Osborn talking to himself in the mirror. The heart, Osborn. First, we attack his heart. It's better when he's like, what have I done? And the tentacles don't talk to him, but they do talk to him, but you don't hear them talk. He named the tentacles, by the way, and Did I actually he? have a problem with how he named them. He named them Larry, Harry, Flo, and Mo. Two of those are Three Stooges names, but there isn't a Curly, so he went, like, two-thirds of the way there. Because <laughs> Curly doesn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's why. And the tentacles, they're so badass. They're so cool. They look They have, really like, good. red eyes, and they look fucking flawless now like they still look great a lot of the time they're practical obviously sometimes they aren't but you can't really tell when they're not i think even the cg in this isn't too bad a problem i have with doc ock is that he can just get like punched in the face by spider-man who has superpowers and be fine yeah i was gonna bring that up that he gets like during the fight uh like when he has aunt may mm -hmm. he gets punched directly in the face like yep, four times many in a times row. and i think someone like throws a desk at him at some point and like yeah. to the chest or whatever like he's not he a runs super into a power car. he doesn't have superpowers <laughs> yeah he he I has think, he I has think, tentacles but he, he doesn't have like super endurance he or gets anything. kicked through a window yep. and then runs into a taxi and he's completely fine and then proceeds to get hit probably 10 times it, by spider-man who has super strength because it's okay when it happens to green goblin because he has like super strength and he's super strong because of the formula this it's okay when it happens a guy it's okay when it happens to sandman or to venom but when it happens to fucking doc Ock, like that doesn't really happen to vulture or mysterio because until they're beaten because they're just guys like they're not getting punched in the face yeah, but in this they're guy. just getting punched in the face who cares i love the because the teaser trailer was just like mj and and peter in that cafe and then the car gets thrown through the window little weird that uh he doesn't know peter parker's spider-man in that moment and wants to talk to peter parker and throws a car at him good thing he could dodge that in time because he doesn't know he has spider sense yeah and so also, or it's possible that he didn't hear it but the scene before that was when harry was telling him to go find peter because he knows where spider-man is yeah exactly He's like, don't hurt peter it's yeah. possible he didn't hear that but, but still, you're not going to know where Spider-Man is if you die. Kill him, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, he throws him into a wall, and then he gets covered in bricks. So anyone that yeah. isn't Spider-Man is trapped. How is he going to go get Spider-Man when he's trapped under a bunch of bricks? Find him, or I'll peel the flesh off her bones. <laughs> That's what his claws do. They go, ch -ch -ch. Yeah, his I, claws. I know they go ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Okay, what do you think about Kirsten Dunst's performance in this? I still think she's good, but I prefer her in the first one. Yeah, I think in this she's fine. She's very understandably annoyed. 
You think just because you saw my play, you can talk me out of getting married? <laughs> I think she has every yeah. right to be very annoyed at Peter because he's constantly like, I'll come to your play. Because she doesn't know he's fucking Spider-Man. I mean, she kind of knows, but she doesn't know, no. Like, she has a feeling, but it's not enough for her to be like, oh, yeah. I understand he's doing good things out there. It's just like, oh, he just keeps saying he's going to come and doesn't come. Like, I what, just, what an I, asshole. I never understood the end of this movie when he's like, yeah, we can't be together because I'm Spider-Man. And then proceeds to still try to be with him anyway, and then gets mad when it doesn't work out. When exactly yeah. what Peter said was gonna happen happens. Well, I mean, I have always thought like, well, she's. It's a weird thing that he'd be like, oh, I'm trying to keep you out of danger because she's always in danger anyway. Like, yeah, like literally, it's not gonna matter. Is... Just being in. Like, if you really wanted to keep her out of there, then leave New York, which you can't because you're New York's protector. So it's like, yeah, just if, if you don't want her to be in danger, you literally have to cut off all contact with her at all which you're not gonna do so just be with her and be happy <laughs> instead it's like it's a weird and then they're together but and that's he's not happy <laughs> that happens in all the comics too though it's peter parker pd's always got drama up his sleeves he's always with liz allen and gwen stacy or he's with mj when he should be with betty or whatever like it, it doesn't it's like fucking archie sometimes it's, it's like what this entire movie is about peter parker's not allowed to be happy <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying though is just how he's being beaten down in every scene like, okay, what's all the bad shit that happens to Peter Parker in this movie? Okay, well... He gets fired from Joe's Pizza. Yeah. Then he gets fired from the Bugle for five seconds and gets rehired immediately. Like, twice. <laughs> yep. He's not getting paid because he keeps getting all his paychecks in advance, so he can't pay his rent to Mr. Dickovich, um, who's great. I love him. Yeah. He's wonderful. <laughs> Sorry he doesn't pay the rent. And don't try to sneak past me. I have ears like a cat. And eyes like a rodent. Rent. Also, Dickovich. Steve Ditko. Ditko. Dickovich. There you go. <laughs> Harry hates him. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, his best friend is really passive-aggressive to him. Even before he knows he's Spider-Man. Not to mention your friend, the bug. Not tonight, Harry. Every night. Until I find him, it's 24-7. Yep, because he takes his pictures. Yeah, he's still so then Harry knows he's Spider-Man, then he really wants to kill him. Yep, yep. MJ hates him for most of the movie. He tells Aunt May that he basically got her husband shot and killed. Things are weird between them. He loses his powers for half the movie. Did we already say that Otto Octavius is one of his mentors went fucking crazy and tried nope, to kill everyone he knows? Thing. Yep. <laughs> MJ gets engaged. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know this is a fact in just Spider-Man's life in general, but J. Jonah Jameson, his boss, is constantly trying to take him down, and Peter's just helping his cause at all times, giving him photographs of that. Uh, for kind of a brief period of time, everyone hates Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, which usually happens at some point. Yeah, and then he disappears. <laughs> That's already 11 things. It's a, it's a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of I'm things. sure there's still more. He hurt his back. <laughs> he fell off that roof. My back. Oh, yeah, he fucked up I'm his back. back. I'm back. <laughs> My back. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. Also, all the effects in this really hold up, I think. The first one, there's a lot of iffy areas. But this one, they've pretty much cleaned it up. They use I, that, that spider cam thing that they invented a lot. I think in some of the fights... You can it's tell really, it's CGI men. It's really obvious that they're CGI. But, it's but not like, usually they pull the camera back enough where, like... It's far back enough where, like, it's fine. It's not Blade Two levels of... Yeah, it's not, like, super stretchy, like, early Mortal Kombat models. They're it it does enough. look fine. I, mean, I think usually it looks quite good. Good to great, I'd say. The moment that I don't know how, quite how I feel about is when Doc Ock has sacrificed himself, and it's like a CGI Doc Ock face, and you get real yeah. close. 
that's it doesn't look bad it's just a little jarring i think yeah it's it just it looks weird and i know how deep is that river (laughs) yeah i guess it's pretty deep they act like it's like the bottom of the ocean well it's like the hudson so that's a pretty big fucking river i think I think Harry is probably one of the weirdest parts of this movie. Yeah. Ooh. He's like a toddler. <laughs> I. But I kind of love it. <laughs> he humiliated me by touching me. I have nothing left but Spider-Man. <laughs> He's so angry. And I love at the party when he just keeps slapping Peter. It's so funny. And you let him die because he didn't turn in the freak. Isn't that right? <laughs> huh? Isn't that right? Huh, brother? Huh? Aren't you? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so that's pretty hilarious. Uh, he calls Spider-Man the bug the entire movie. Eventually, he finds out. I I do love the scene where Peter Parker is brought to Harry, and he he finds out who Spider-Man really is, and that's. There are bigger things happening here than me and you. I've always loved that moment. I think that's one of the first times I in a movie I can remember just being like whoa that's cool (laughs) it's like that's a really cool piece of dialogue avenge me Harry (laughs) oh yeah we'll get to that (laughs) I still like that I don't don't give a fuck I think that's my favorite scene (sighs) avenge me it's it's fun that he's in this (laughs) it's it's unexpected it's unexpected I mean it's like right at the end of the movie and I I don't think he's not even in the credits, like, in the, like, the beginning credits. No, well, he wasn't going to be in it. He was just walking by while they were shooting it, and they were like, hey, want to shoot a cameo? I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? I don't think he was probably even paid for it, but it's cool that he did it. Yeah. It's cool that he's in it. Is I like he that. in three? I don't remember. Harry. Remember me. Scene I want to talk about. After Spider-Man loses his powers is when he goes to the doctor and he's got like a tie-dye t-shirt on yeah. under his <laughs> his coat. I love that scene where he's like, oh, my friend keeps having dreams where he's Spider-Man and you shouldn't be climbing the walls or whatever. The doctor's like, maybe you shouldn't be Spider-Man. He's like, no, my, fr- my friend's Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not Spider-Man. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm not Spider-Man. I'm not Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, that's exact. That's the exact dialogue from it. It's really weird to read in the script. I like that scene. I love the scene with Uncle Ben. Out of those times, I counted on you to have the courage to take those dreams out into the world. He's like, take my hand, Peter. He's like, no, <laughs> no, avenge me, <laughs> avenge me. No! Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> it's it's a lot like. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy almost I compare it to where it's his mom and he's like, oh, take my hand and then this you have that kind of thing too. Take my hand. Take my hand, son. And it's, then he it's stops good. being it's Spider-Man good. for a whole five minutes and then he's happy for once and then he's not. No. Well, yeah, he's, he's top of the class. Cool that Kurt Connors is in this though. That's that's fun. I, I think in four he was probably going to go on to become the lizard, but he didn't in this. That's okay. You can have him as a supporting character. There's nothing wrong with that. He's played by Dylan Baker, who's in, like... He's a great character actor. He's in Fido. If you ever have a chance to see that, it's a zombie movie about, basically, a zombie... It's like they have zombies as pets and stuff. It's really fun. What about the scene with the guy in the elevator? You could do um, a men's cologne called Thwip. That's a classic scene. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, that's that's another, like... Let me give you a couple ideas. Might as well have... Wait! (laughs) Did you watch the extended edition? I think I might have. Oh, okay, because that's not in the theatrical cut. Alright, cool, let's talk about this. So, <laughs> Spider-Man 2.1 is the name of the extended edition. Yeah, it extends the elevator <laughs> scene for, like, a long time, because in the it's original... It's so awkward, but I love it. <laughs> no, it's really good. I think 
people probably get annoyed by that because it does go on a long time. And if you don't think that scene's funny, it's um, going to be hell Spider-Man for you. Spider-Man hammocks because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like webs. Um, yeah, um, none of that's in the original. <laughs> the only thing in the original is they get it and he's like, Cool Spidey outfit. Looks uncomfortable. It gets kind of itchy. It rides up in the crotch a little bit too. But then the extended edition, you get the <laughs> ideas. Let me think. Let me think. Like, it's so Let me weird. Give you my card. I don't have pockets. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. I can't remember who that guy is. I know he's somebody, because that's, that's weird if yeah, that's just I a cameo. Him. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know from what? Again, very 2004 guy. We always get a yeah. real just cut and dry fucking Frosted Tips guy, usually. Not in this. He doesn't have Frosted Tips. Too bad. I think this is the era of getting out of Frosted Tips. There's that great tiny little moment when he's... Walking to Dr. Connor's class, of course, he's late. That's a that's a actually referenced in the first movie when he's like, Dr. Connor's fired me because I was late. In the second one, you actually see him. But when he's just on the ground and people keep hitting him in the head with book bags and stuff, one of those is Sam Raimi. That's his kid. Really? He got to hit Tobey Maguire in the head. <laughs> Did we talk about in the first movie where Flash Thompson was like, they were going to pay him to actually punch Tobey Maguire yeah. in the face? We did talk about that. Because okay. wasn't he like an asshole on set or something? Yeah, okay, we did talk about it. Yeah, frog face. That's what James Franco called him, like... He said he had frog-like features, and then, <laughs> so they've had, like, vendetta since then. But. Yeah, I'm sure Tobey Maguire didn't have to do much acting on the set of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> wow. I have no idea what he'd be like in real life. I, I Sometimes I hear he's really nice, sometimes I hear he's not. Maybe it just I've depends heard, on the day. I've heard it both ways, I guess so, or, or how you treat him, I guess, because I mean, people I, are mean to celebrities. It's not, yeah, it's not cool. I, I, kinda, I feel bad for a lot of celebrities. They get treated like shit. But also, like, if you're getting in the industry, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like in this movie, you you get, like, a glimpse of Peter kind of being a stuck-up asshole. Like, once he stops being Spider-Man, then you can... It's It kind of reminded me of, like, the, the dancing scene in Spider-Man. Oh, you're talking about the raindrops keep falling on my yeah. head sequence? I enjoy that a lot. You know what I learned also last night is, you know when he sees those guys beating up that guy in the alley? Apparently that guy that they're beating up is supposed to be the oh I could get more for this on eBay guy, and the Spider-Man costume is in that bag, and they're trying to get it. Okay. <laughs> weird little yeah. Weird little thing, but I just it I didn't just even look like him. <laughs> no, it's not made clear in the movie at all. Man, I really wanted to watch this with the commentary track too. <laughs> I was excited because it's got Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire on it. Did you hear the original song for this movie by Dashboard Confessional? Hope dangles on a string. Like slow spinning redemption, winding in and winding out. The shine of it has caught my eye. I did. Thoughts? Better than the Sum 41 one. Not better than Chad Kroger. Yeah, not at all. This doesn't have any nickelback in it, does it? I don't think so. I think that kind of sad. <laughs> I think that Nickelback Spider-Man connection goes farther back than we've talked about it going, because I distinctly remember because the '90s Spider-Man theme oh, was one of the guys <laughs> from Aerosmith. But there's an episode. In fact, maybe it is the okay. Wait, now I'm confused. I vividly remember because this is one of the first times I think I ever learned about like cameos. There's a part in the Symbiote Saga on the '90s show where Spider-Man's like, "Oh, why don't I turn to that guy from?" Aerosmith or Nickelback, I can't remember which it is. Peter Parker. No, wait. How about that guy from Aerosmith? 
But if it's Nickelback, then that's an earlier connection. <laughs> How about that guy from Aerosmith? To that. But I think it might be Aerosmith now. That guy from Aerosmith. Maybe he turns into Chad Kroger. Aerosmith. Because this is not a false memory. Aerosmith. Extremely <laughs> off topic from Spider-Man 2. Well, it's Spider-Man based. It's Spider-Man based. <laughs> I feel like Chad Kroger at this point is becoming another one. I'm not yeah. Chad Kroger. <laughs> oh, it never ends. It never ends. <laughs> I love Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger's just a funny guy. He's <laughs> very funny. I enjoy the imagery of him after like missing the play of walking down the street and it's all the the Emma Rose posters of MJ. Yeah, that's fun that's, imagery. I enjoy it's that. It's so weird though. Get to see every day now. Who put those there? I like seeing you tonight, Peter. I I, I do. Enjoy, I I like the birthday party he has though. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How's the bug? <laughs> <laughs> Stanley cameo in this movie is just the Stanley cameo from Spider-Man One. Yep, could have done something else, but whatever, it's fine. Cause then Spider-Man Three, it's okay if they did it in all three, but then Spider-Man Three is so different. I guess one person can make a difference. I think we talked about that, but it's weird. It's weird that they're like, Let's just just give him a way bigger one, cause that has the same same year as the Rise of the Silver Surfer saying his name cameo, which I still don't think I'm on board with. I still think that's too far. Oh man, I feel like if they point out that he's Stan Lee breaks the universe pretty much because yeah. it's like saying it's <laughs> it's god well he reads the script god is here technically for any jack kirby is god in the marvel comics universe well i mean there's a couple there's like yeah three <laughs> i think spider-man officiates i mean i think stanley officiates peter parker's wedding in the comics really i think so because when he got married spider-man annual 20 when he got married to Mary Jane, I'm pretty sure. Of course I do. He got married to Mary Jane. I think all the villains were there, and I know that fucking Stanley was there. It's weird when that happens. I Not mean, as weird, weird as in the... But at the same time, of course he's there. What about in the <laughs> cartoon? Because that cartoon ends where he meets Stanley, the 90s cartoon. Excuse me, I'm looking for some guy named Stan Lee. Spider-Man? Uh, Pam, hold my calls for a while. I think I've finally gone crazy. Let's talk about action scenes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, they're very good. They're very what good. <laughs> very good. I like the addition of Doc Ock having a fucking knife in his in his tentacles because he has that knife in that Aunt May scene. He's gonna stab Spider Man like yeah. through the face. I think is it only in one of the tentacles? Probably because aren't they all different? Like, yeah, they like are all different. They are all. Between all. Some of them. them have like sharper points, and some of them are more flat. And then some of them have like there's one. They are knife. different. <laughs> there's one tentacle that always like. Like, whenever he, like, grabs a drink with his tentacle or lights a cigar, it's always one tentacle. Like, it's always the same one that just does nice stuff for him. <laughs> I think I read that when he's walking with them, they're practical, but when they're carrying him, they're CG. Or maybe that's the other way around, but I'm pretty sure that's it how it is. It would make sense that they were CG when they're carrying him. Yeah. Because it'd be easier to just put him, like, on wires. Put him in post, yeah. Also, for time with digitally added, I think all the... This isn't interesting, probably won't be in the show, but I think all the glass in Peter Parker's glasses is digitally added for some reason. That's so dumb. Why? I think it's so you don't catch camera reflections in the lenses, but it's not like there aren't movies where people have glasses. Yeah, like what? <laughs> Harry Potter, it's not every... You see a boom mic in every fucking <laughs> shot. One of my least favorite... Marvel, a couple months ago, around the time Spider-Man Far From Home, released something that made me really angry. It doesn't matter, but it's just that photo, you've probably seen it, of like... Nick Fury and he's holding 
the gun, but it's not actually a gun. It's just like a hilt, and then it's all green. So there's not they're not even using a real prop. It's like they fucking green screened in a gun. Mm-hmm. That's so lazy. Every does everything need to be digital? Yes. <laughs> I hate that. That's so lame. That they're Did you like, not watch Endgame? <laughs> yeah, well I know, but Where an entire hour of the movie straight was just digital. But a gun, like something that have been in movies since fucking eighteen. 94 like you can't just hold something yeah it's not it's already even, holding something it's not even that like it's cheaper to just put it in like cg no, it's more expensive it's not like a <laughs> fucking space ray gun it's a glock like it's yeah. not anything and it's not even like uh it, it doesn't even get used he just has he's it. just holding it yeah i think it's maybe the tranquilizer gun they shoots ned with doesn't matter it's still yeah. uh, just looks like a fucking gun i hate that sh- i hate that they put that picture out like look how cool we are for not even Using Look how real cool props. We are for having money. We already knew. Using maybe fucking use money buy some gun props. Not have to do it in post. Just do it in post. Maybe use the money to make good movies. Yeah. Well, they. That's a great movie, <laughs> but I. It just doesn't feel as real. Like it doesn't feel as interesting when yeah. everything isn't there. Like even that isn't there. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so stupid. It's really dumb. Yeah. But in this, there is a lot of practical stuff, and I love the sequence with Aunt May. Because, you know, he grabs Aunt May. That technical, that has, like, a weird cord that wraps around her in it. Yeah. And then he just carries her up the building. That's the scene where you get the fucking, the the lady on the phone, and then it's the tentacle on the wall. And she's like, the oh, oh yeah. Like, it's another weird extra moment. Because he climbs up that thing, he's gonna stab Spider-Man in the fucking face. He drops Aunt May, but she uses her umbrella and, like, catches herself. And she fucking knocks his, the lens out of his glasses. wonder if that was digital lens. <laughs> she knocks him in the fucking head so or hard. She's so cool. And then... A thing that's a little weird is is when Spider-Man brings her back down and is like, oh, we sure showed him. And she's like, we? It's like, yeah, you, you helped. Like, he, he treats that as a moment where it's like, oh, she knows it's Peter Parker. But it's like, it's not anything. It's just, yeah, we, we, we did this. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But I love moments prior the oh that boy of yours is some is really some hero like the train scene again just fucking great when you stop in the train that conductor's such an asshole any more bright ideas shut the fuck up oh my god (laughs) like this is the only chance you have and now can i just like talk about two little like visual similarities between this and the incredibles which came out the same year because there's that sequence in the incredibles when mr incredible stops the train and then the omnidroid arms are basically dr octopus's arms both of those are like some of the best superhero movies ever so fuck it who cares i feel like the maid i just cleaned up this mess can we keep it clean for for 10 minutes but the the train's so good because there's that amazing shot at some point when spider-man just gets thrown through i don't even know how it's like that bridge that he gets thrown through and he swings around Uh, yeah. It's so cool. It's just so cool. This movie's cool. It goes great. through one window of the train and goes out the other. That's great too. And then I love the uh, he's holding the train back and he saves that fucking train just barely. My god. And that yes, the face he makes is very funny. But you try the holding back a fucking you too. try holding back a train, see what you look like. It's like yeah, it's re- it, it's kind of, it's realistic. Like if he's going to look like something, you're going to be pretty tired holding back a fucking yeah. train. Even Spider-Man. I mean, I don't know if this is like a compliment to this movie but like it doesn't try to make him look pretty when he's exerting himself no not at all like on that rooftop when he's sprinting across like seeing if he has his powers back it's like he's not pretty if chris evans was doing that like it would look he'd be he looks so good like when he's holding that fucking helicopter in civil war holy shit but in this toby mcguire 
Because he's supposed to be goofy. He's supposed to be dorky. Yeah. He's literally he goes, eating a hot dog. Takes the biggest bite of a fucking hot dog I ever saw. That is, it's literally the most empty hot dog I've ever seen, too. It literally just looked like it was the bun. It's a tofu dog, also, because he's a vegetarian. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, weird fun fact to yeah. know. Yeah, it's a scene. It's a scene. I like it a lot. I yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy the, oh, he's fixing a bike and the tire falls off and, oh, it's wacky. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I buy that. I buy into that. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, those are great. I I really enjoy the end action sequence too between him and Doc Ock. It doesn't last too long. Their real finale is on the train, but that's still that's still pretty badass. The, the Mary Jane screaming in this movie isn't it's, too bad. Really, I think it might be at its worst. I mean, it's only really in like that the scene. Very end of, yeah, it's like that scene and maybe like the scene before. So the, it, the scene, in the cafe is pretty bad too. I just feel like it doesn't happen too much. So it's no, not it's, that it's it could be way worse. Is she? Yeah, you know, she's totally fine. In this it's not until Spider Man Three where it's like this is not this character. This is not good. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> character. Yeah, but everyone is still pretty great in this. Again, another shout out to Elizabeth Banks as Betty Brant. It's great that she's in these. It's so weird. You never think about her being in these. Oh my god, fucking scene that I just forgot about and remembered. J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man costume. Oh shit, that's right. Again, not in the theatrical cut. Why not? It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I love they're all just watching through the window. It's like from a fucking sitcom. Like, I don't know why it's in the movie, but it's fantastic. Or it's not technically in the movie, but... He was a hero, and we just didn't realize it. He's a menace. He's a menace! Yeah, I, I, I want to prosecute him. I love that immediate turnaround. Thief. Yeah, this the second that he's like, oh, Spider-Man was the hero the city needed. No! Yeah, I want that wall crawling arachnid prosecuted. <laughs> so, he's so good. Oh, okay, so I guess it's, it's time to talk about the two best scenes in the movie, which are literally just Peter Parker talking to an old lady. And it makes me cry <laughs> both times. First scene is is that scene where he sits down with Aunt May. Peter sits down with her, and then tells her, "Oh, you know, he drove me. To, Uncle Ben drove me to the library, but I didn't go in. I went to the wrestling show, and then eventually, Uncle Ben was killed that night for being the only one who did the right thing. I held his hand when he died." tried to tell you so many times he's sitting down she doesn't say a word he just talks and it's a fucking it's, amazing it's like monologue. a single shot so like good on toby mcguire for being able to like and when it <laughs> the entire thing ex- yeah and when it cuts to aunt may she's got these amazing expressions rosemary harris is the perfect cast and that is like as solid as J. Jonah jameson and and fucking alfred molina as doc ock like those are just these movies are cast incredibly well in, in most areas he's busy oh no i'm just here to talk to you beautiful that's just such a fucking good scene because she's so heartbroken but she doesn't say anything and then the next time he sees her she well she, yeah you know water under the bridge or over the dam or wherever you'd like it um but <laughs> but yeah it's it's it might be my favorite monologue it, i mean it is my favorite monologue in movie history it's probably one of my favorite scenes in cinematic history because it's just there's so much in her speech to peter because it's you know henry jackson from across the street that's henry jackson <laughs> and and they're they're talking i watch that scene like every month because it's just it's, it's so a great scene good and I think I saw that at a time where I needed to hear that too. Like I was, I was very young, but I think I was just like figuring out, oh, life's hard sometimes. But at least got these comic books, and I heard somebody put it into words, and I was like, that's perfect. Too few characters out there flying around like that, saving old girls like me. Lord knows, kids like Henry need a hero. 
courageous, self-sacrificing people, setting examples for all of us. Everybody loves a hero. People line up for them, cheer them, scream their names, and years later they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught him to hold on a second longer. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and, and give up the thing we want the most. Even our dreams. <laughs> Sometimes you still need to hear that, so that's why I, I watch this scene a lot. And it's just so wonderful to hear her recap. The, the reason this is my favorite comic book movie is summed up in this one scene, because she's just, she's talking about why superheroes are so incredible and why I love all these stories so much. It's just, you know, they give people hope. One day they'll stand out in the rain for hours just to catch the glimpse of the one who taught them to hold on a bit longer. Like, it's just... All of it's perfect. It's so beautiful. I, I don't know if I can sum it up into words, but that is... Every time that scene comes up, I'm just so like, oh my god. <laughs> this is this is why I fucking adore this movie and why it's always been my favorite. Because... One of the many reasons. One of the many reasons. Are... Oh my god, yeah. No, I love... <laughs> there are so many reasons. I love watching, watching a big spider punch a big octopus as much as I love fucking watching an old lady monologue to her fucking nephew. Like, because... To her nephew of a questionable age. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, she's... Anywhere between... She's, between the ages of like, she's very, 20 to 40. <laughs> she's old enough to be the, the for that to be okay, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so fucking great. It's just an amazing cinematic moment and and I think it's wonderful to have him have that speech about how he wasn't a hero and she doesn't say anything during it and then she has a speech about why he, he needs to be a hero again and she, he doesn't say anything like it, it's they both get an amazing monologue about heroics to each other and it's beautiful. And you even get Uncle Ben chiming in on that in that scene that peter has with him dream sequence or whatever it is just him thinking about him and talking to him (laughs) yeah just sitting in purgatory or whatever in that same car from the original because again like we talked about amazing imagery that everyone knows so this movie fucking works it just works so well it just works it just works it just quote todd howard (laughs) (laughs) it just works it just works oh man except for fall at 76 and (laughs) most i don't think any bethesda game works the way it's supposed to but you can make it work I, I feel yeah, like it's more accurate. I don't think it accurate. just works is very good for Bethesda. It's, it has thing. to work. That works for this movie. It just works. It just <laughs> works. Because every aspect does. It really does. Perfect villain. Perfect hero. Perfect story. Perfect score. Perfect score. Perfect cinematography. Thank you, Bill Pope. Perfect. Just everything about it is is so perfect. Because it's with a director who really cared about this project. With a cast that was perfect to pull this off. I'm just so amazed and then that we're it get Spider-Man exists. 3, the movie that Sam Raimi didn't want to make. <laughs> yep, and that's okay. That's <laughs> fine. I have no idea how much fan stuff we have about Spider-Man 2, but we can talk about whatever we do have. Just on that Aunt May scene, Paul, because of course he had to have Paul in here, uh, says that the there's a hero in all of us. It's probably the best scene in the entire movie. It is. Brian John says that he doesn't think it's the best, and he actually prefers the first one, but he thinks it spawned the best Spider-Man game. So you know, it's a it's it's a great game, especially. I can see that why pizza song. I think I can see why somebody might prefer the first one over this one. That's fair. But, I think it's probably the same way that we prefer X Men 
one over x-men 2 yeah there's really good aspects about both of them but i just think this one does everything a lot better than the first one and then alex dwyer he actually he has a lot to say and this is really good this is what we were talking about with like the city shitting on peter parker at all times <laughs> he said i was afraid to watch it again i held it on such a high pedestal in my head from my youth upon a recent rewatch i felt like i got more out of it than ever peter parker is cr- is crapped on throughout the entire movie as someone in his early 20s peter's struggles really resonate with me the pacing is still good the action while campy at times is just fun is just as fun as ever and the movie itself is a perfect time capsule of pre-MCU superhero movies. I feel like it has genuinely more heart than any MCU movie has. It's still a fun watch and one of my favorite movies ever. So, I think that's beautifully said. I think I agree I with think, yeah, all I think those that elements. Sums out, sums up uh, our thoughts Can't on Can't be movie. action and, and <laughs> a lot of heart, which is, that's what you want. It's, it's That's really all you great. need in a superhero movie. It really is. It really is. It's, no, just just the best there is. It's it's so fucking great. I'm so, I'm so glad that we got to talk about it because I, a lot of these movies, I've had these thoughts in my head forever. I've never really got to verbalize it but it's it's just great to talk about these because they need to be appreciated because they're wonderful i hadn't seen this movie in a really long time uh like we were talking about in the beginning but i think like since we started this this is one of the movies i've been looking forward to like re-watching because even though i hadn't seen it in a while i i still know that it's like a really good movie and yeah. people are always talking about how good it is. And it didn't disappoint? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Uh, and then the end is uh, fucking, yeah, Norman Osborn shows back up, does the whole avenge me. Avenge me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, oh my god, Goblin Lair. That's going to be followed up on. And the next one, do you want to talk about The Punisher? Did you notice The Punisher? No. So this has always interested me. It's not technically The Punisher, but it's supposed to be, but it's not supposed to be. The Punisher's stunt double has a cameo in this movie, and everyone's always said it's the same universe as The Punisher. For having a stunt double? Yeah, well, it's it's just the way that it's shot makes it seem like a cameo, and I think it's really interesting. It's the scene where, at the end, where Mary Jane's, like, running from the church, and you see a guy in all black who looks a lot like Tom Jane turn to the camera, and it looks like him. I'll find the clip. I, I don't think they're... Really it's not technically him, but I, I like that. I like that yeah. as a little, like... I, I find stuff like that interesting, where it's like, oh, that's an Easter egg, and people are like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, oh. I don't think it's a cameo. I think it's just an extremely obscure Easter egg. I think so, too. I, yeah. Because to even get it, you'd have to know who Tom Jane's stunt double was in The Punisher. Well, it's just because <laughs> he kind of looks like him. One minute, 37 seconds later. I mean... It's so nothing, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, no. It's not him, but... I think it's just an Easter egg. I think so. It might not even... But it it can't not be be that. But it can't not be intentional to have the stunt double from the last Marvel movie on your set. Feels a little little like something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's... I mean, that's definitely reading into it, but I think that's interesting. It'd be cool if it was, like, if there was more to it. But, but I, it's, probably, it's probably yeah. It's probably I nothing. I don't think there's much more to it than it just being the stunt double. I yeah I know. I I just enjoy that as a it's it's like the is Hulk 2003 part of the MCU kind of thing. It's like yes. <laughs> it's fun to to theorize about it, but it, it doesn't matter, and it probably isn't. But I mean that one it might is. be. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say was, that to piss people off. It was supposed off, to yeah. be. Yeah, so it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, whatever. Because that's more fun. It's more fun that way. It's more fun if you just connect movies that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> well, that's why I, lo- I love fan theories like that. I love that James Bond is like in The Rock. My favorite theory, like of those things, is like the Pixar theory that they're all 
connected. Oh, of in course, some way. yeah, Super that's Carlin like the, Brothers. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like the super like well-known one. But exactly. I think it's exactly. Still, it's there's, still weird how it just so happens to work. There's one that connects like eight things. It's like if I remember where it started, I could tell you what all of them are. I think it's Alien, Blade Runner, Soldier, Star Trek, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. <sighs> that might be it. Well, there's so many crossovers at this point, it's like, yeah, it all like, could be. It, it's just, fucking, it's dumb. Like, yeah, it's dumb, kill yourself. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. You're dumb, kill yourself. <laughs> Merch coming soon. I can't think of anyone who works 9 to 5 in this. Working 9 to 5. Peter works 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. I guess in he does. Beginning. Yeah, he works 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. Pizza place, there we go. And he gets fired, so he used to work nine to five. Working nine to five. But now he works nothing to nothing. <laughs> he works freelance. Freelance! It's the best thing in the world for a kid like you. Um and then he gets fired. Then he gets and fired. He gets rehired. His wife gets glass in her face, and then her body doesn't have glass in the face when yeah. you see it getting pulled away. Dumb. Dumb. Worst movie ever. Zero out of ten. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Just an amazing movie. We're not doing it justice, but everyone's seen it, so fuck you. You know how good it is. Yeah. It's like we haven't just talked about it for like almost an hour and Again, a half. it's never <laughs> enough. I never feel like it's enough. I feel like this could go for eight hours and I wouldn't I would still have more to yeah, say. Yeah, probably. But we should probably cut it off here. Best superhero movie ever in my opinion, at least th- thus far. I watch it probably five to ten times a year, so I didn't watch it for this, but I saw it a few months ago a couple times, so just the best. Pretty good video game too. If you can track down a cheap copy, it's worth playing. You somehow haven't seen this movie already. See then it. What just are you see doing? It. Just Go see watch it. it. If you can only watch one superhero movie, just watch this. It's got everything you want. Or it's watch the Avengers. That's fine. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of whatever the name of the show is that we do. You can find us on Gmail at marvelmoviepod@gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at marvelmoviepod. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find me on twitter at flipped egg but the e and egg is a three you can see me get blown up by matthew lillard if you'd like to <laughs> still get notifications about it just leave it alone um <laughs> please stop liking that fucking picture i thought it was good cool. to stop There's, giving attention it's like to your one, picture. it's like 1000 it's like 1400 fucking things i can't like I, just stop it's okay thank you i really appreciate it i know but i want to know too like in case anything else happens you can't find franny his phone was actually lost in a fusion accident he tried to create a mini sun and his, his cell phone just couldn't handle it so i think we'll have a new setup next week which will be a lot more professional a lot better you won't hear all the background noise it's gonna be pretty good we yeah, might not next it'll week probably but soon be- more problems still <laughs> probably and in, in we're professional <laughs> in a week coming up we won't have an episode because we have thanksgiving break but that's a few weeks away we'll definitely notify you closer to when that happens next week is blade trinity oh god no. uh vampire pomeranian ryan reynolds drake uh... drake is dracula not drake is dracula but dracula is sure. drake <laughs> yeah i don't think drake was around in 2004 was he yeah probably not. probably not that's not our wheelhouse. Okay, thank uh, you so much wanna, for listening. I don't want to do it. Oh, he's so excited. All right, bye, everybody. Avenge me! Yeah!